Hey everybody, this is Renee from The Space Between, and you are listening to The Space Between Podcast, the show that lets you listen to how the fans feel about the music, the art behind over 30 years of the Dave Matthews Band. Stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Space Between Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the fans of the Dave Matthews Band. The Dave Matthews Band is going into their 33rd year in 2024, and we are just so damn lucky to continue to get this music, who has literally changed the lives of so many. And so that is what this podcast is about, is to talk about the fans behind the music and see what is the hook that keeps them coming back for more. And yes, that is lyrics from the space between. So welcome (laughs) to the Space Between podcast. My name is Renee, and every week I bring to you a guest to talk about their journey of the Dave Matthews Band. So I have sweet Caroline here. (laughs) Tell us who you are, where you are, and how in the world did you meet the Dave Matthews Band? Okay. Thank you, Renee, for having me. I appreciate it. I've got to do many podcasts in the past few years, and this is one I've been the most excited about doing. Oh my doing. God, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm like 60 <laughs> podcast guests in, and this one has been like my, I can't wait podcast. Oh my God, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Dave is always fun to talk about. Oh, truth, truth. <laughs> uh, so I'm Caroline Markle-Hammond. I am from the Midwest region, specifically around about Kansas City on the Missouri side, Yay. and I am the the founder and the executive director of an organization called Safe in Harm's Way that you can find at safeinharmsway.org. We work with people who are dealing with the sadness, the worry, the lies, screaming, fear, pain that is associated with domestic violence relationships. I came upon the Dave Matthews Band Courtesy of, I, I want to say it was around about 1990, 1991, yeah. when Rolling Stone did an interview with Dave, and there were two things that really struck out about it. I wouldn't have found the magazine, except my sister, who's Teresa, she's three years younger. Uh-huh. She found it for me. And the first thing I thought was so cool was, here was a white man in a band with predominantly black people. Yes. I was yes. like... Ain't nothing cooler. The second thing is part of his article had to do about his love of oral sex and specifically, oh, yeah, Dave. <laughs> oh, Dave. <laughs> and I was like, bonus points for that man. Mm, so yes. yeah, like who? I mean, yes. how could you not? <laughs> Agree. So I, I just started following them then, at roughly around the time their first album came out. I think that's probably what the hype was about in Rolling Stone. And it just kind of stuck and it grew from there and it's been a beautiful evolution, but that's my origin. That's my Dave origin story. Oh, so big. Thank you to your sister. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And she at three years younger, she made different life choices. So Mm -hmm. she graduated from college and took off exploring the world. I didn't graduate from college, started having kids. It took me a while to get my degree. Yeah. So she would, pay for my concert tickets. Like oh, she's, wow. yeah, I was so 
young and dumb and poor and she yeah. would take me on concerts. And so that's how I got to start to see them. So let's talk about your first show. Like, how did that come up again? It was probably with your sister. Where, and where was it? I want to know every detail because this is like, <laughs> this is typically when people really get hooked, right? Like yeah. it, you go from loving them and being like, Ooh, I want to hear everything they have to seeing them. And you're like, Oh fuck. Like, yeah. I'm oh, in. Oh God. I'm yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was beautiful. He always used to start off his show in St. Louis for two nights and every, every concert, summer concert, two nights in St. Louis, then he'd go to Kansas city. So we would go to both nights in St. Louis. And I remember I was sitting stage right of the show and we were pretty good seats. My sister had, you know, a lot more disposable income. Yeah, We had really good seats. But the thing I love most about it, that there were four guys in the front row. And this was before Pitt. This was when, like, you had uh -huh. actual seats down up to the stage. Yeah. They were jamming out. They knew every single word. They knew every, like, the band was interacting with them. We had more fun watching those four guys yes. just digging on the band right. than we did anything else. And, <laughs> but luckily here's the, here's the clincher. My sister's then boyfriend, now husband was one of those guys that did, it was CDs back then. So he oh, yeah. did recordings of shows. So he downloaded all these Dave shows. My only perspective right then of Dave were the albums. So Keith is downloading all these shows and giving me the CDs and I'm prepping for the concert. And I'm like, Holy shit, that song lasted like 16 minutes. Like, what yeah. up with that, right? I wasn't like, prepared. Like, what was, did something happen in the crowd? Yes. Like, did they have to stall it out? Like, why was it 16 minutes? I need to know more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that just, I was so glad for that introduction because that gave me the insight of, okay, here's what we're in for. We're in for, for fluidity. We're in for jam. We're yeah. in for what does the man feel like on that night? Right. We're in for, because also he was documenting all the shows. It was like, oh, so if he does like a two-day stint, night one is completely different than night two. And I was like, what? So yeah. it was my sister and her now husband who really showed me the ropes of everything about Dave when I first started listening. Oh, wow. I know. Oh, my so God. Cool. Wow. So cool. Well, I mean, and it's still that way. I think as far you, you talk about like watching those four guys and how into it they were. And that's just not changed Mm -mm. Well, it has changed. There's just more people doing that, right? Like there's right. so many more people that really kind of dig into that. And like, I, I know for me, like when I'm standing there at a concert and they are singing or jamming, there is no one around me. I cannot Truth. see you. I cannot hear you. If you're talking to me, I, I promise you, I don't know that you are because I am locked and loaded because yeah. I want to hear every word, every made up word, every yep. whatever. I want to hear every, everything. And so, you know, we're still that way. It didn't yeah. change. It just got way more people, right? I love this. I know I do too. And I love that there have been moments on the journey that the, like my best friends in the world have come from people who love Dave. Mm -hmm. And so that's been beautiful. My kids, as they grew up, started to really fall in love with Dave. And I, my middle son, RJ, he was like, I can't, I don't even get mom. I don't even get like the draw. I think he's a drunkard. I don't think he knows the lyrics to his songs. Like, why does it take so long? And then in 2010, we went to, um, Orange Beach Music Festival and we got up front, you know, to see Dave and RJ was like, 
oh, 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 you know, now he's got, he once sent me this picture and um, he had Carter's soccer jersey on. He has the lyrics to Cry Freedom tattooed mm-hmm. on his, um, on his chest. And he was wearing a Dave hat and he shot me this note. And he's like, so who is your favorite kid now? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. yeah, right now yes. you yeah, yeah, that, that, that weighs a lot on mommy's heart. Like, exactly. <laughs> you found mommy's currency. Anything exactly. Dave had, you, you talk Dave to me. I just, I really yeah. want to be around you, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know he used that to his advantage, whether of it was, course. you know, out past curfew or, you know, whatever he was doing. Yes, I'm um, sure that was used to his advantage <laughs> for sure. So let's talk about, like, because obviously you went, you saw, wait, no. We'll edit this part out. I was fixing to say, you met Dave before you had kids, but you met Dave. I met Dave when you had kids when I had kids. Uh huh. Okay. okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to say, I met Dave. It was Des Moines. I want to say it was 2019. Might have been 28. No, it had to have been 2019. And it was Des Moines and. Des Moines, the the venue setup is interesting because you can exit the show and then the band always exits out the the back part of the venue uh-huh. and it's wide open. Like people stand and wait. There's no, there's no, it's not right. chaos. People are just there because yeah. they know the band comes up. So I'm there with a friend and it got to be a little weird standing in line. And I just thought, you know, I, I'm not feeling the vibe right here, right now. Yeah. Just kind of, I think I'm going to distance myself. So I distanced myself from the crowd that was lining the perimeter. And there was like one patch of grass. It's all concrete because the cars, the buses are all pulling up. There's one patch of grass. I decided to sit down there and meditate. So I'm like sitting there and meditating, not giving two fucks what anybody thinks about the fact that I'm meditating. (laughs) I'm just doing my thing. The band starts to come out. And I was there for a good long time. It was like maybe an hour plus that we were waiting and I'm just meditating. Yeah, it was a long time. And as the band comes up and starting to come out, I just walk to the front. I'm not going to fight to get up there. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm just like, cause I've left, right. I'm right. not going to try to worm my way back in. I just wanted <laughs> to watch the process. And, uh, so I come up and there's a, a little part in the, like a part in the sea, right? Uh-huh. There's a spot for me up on the rail then. So I step into it and Dave's walking down the line and I had recently, I need to back track for a second. I had recently been in this relationship and this, the guy said to me, I really wish you looked me in my eyes more often. Like when we're talking sure. and he was taller. And uh-huh. I realized that after he said that, I'm like, I really was not looking people in the eyes, specifically men. There's a little bit of history to that, but I was a little bit unsure of myself, a little bit yeah, still feeling my way back into the world after sure. some significant events. And I thought, I'll be damned. I'm looking everybody in the eye. So this is my, like, this is my, like, view that I'm stepping into of me looking people in the eye. So anyway, I step up to the rail and Dave leaves the line of people that he's shaking hands. He looks at me. He waves and he starts to walk over. And what? I was like, are you, are you about to pee in your pants? When yeah. This is I was happening? Like, like, holy oh, fuck. Oh, holy oh God. Fuck. Oh yeah. God. Oh then, God. I was like, <laughs> then I was like, is he really looking at me? Like, do I turn around and act like he's not looking at me? And I thought, you know what? The yeah. first man that I implement looking somebody <gasps> in the eye on is Mr. Dave Matthews. What? So I leaned in 
And I watched him right up, walk up to me and people are yelling. People are like, Dave, come back, Dave, come back, Dave, come back. And they're like, the woman standing next to me is trying to like corral herself in there. And he walks straight up to me and he says, how'd you like meditating there over on the grass? And I said, what? was pretty damn cool. And he's like, yeah, it looked pretty cool. How you doing tonight? So I'm doing really good. Well, then I don't know that there's other people who know me in the front of the line. So they start yelling, Caroline, Caroline, Caroline. And I, again, I'm not looking any place but Dave's eyes. Of course not. Right? I'm implementing. This is your first time. This is my first time doing it. (laughs) And he goes, so you're Caroline. And I said, yeah. And he's like, so you got to be a pretty big deal around here then. And I said, well, I mean, it's Des Moines. Because I don't know who's yelling my name, right? right? I just am trying to be cool when my whole body's on fire. And he says, well, then I think we should probably get a picture together. What? And I said, okay. So we got a picture together. He's like, it's been great talking to you. And he left. He shook my hand. He left. He went back in the line where he had left and finished saying hello to people as he made his way around again. And that oh, was the first time I implemented looking people in the eye. Yeah. God. So I have a really cool <laughs> picture. It's really cool. It's really oh, cool. Yeah. God. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. What an amazing story. Like that the first time you were brave enough and mm-hmm. that you gave yourself permission to do that. It was, it was, a, it, of course it was a significant event in general, yeah. but the fact that it happened to someone that you really did admire, yeah. right? that you did see love in and that it wasn't just some random creature, yeah. like you really looked into his eyes and, and saw things because you know him right you know what i mean you don't know but you know him you know what he does on stage right yeah what a gift i know it was so damn cool it was so damn cool oh my god oh my god yeah that's an amazing story and so that was 2021 20 i want to say 2019 okay because i was coming the reason i'm doing that is i had a heart incident in 2018 and there was a new show that was documenting my heart incident so i had to come back from des moines to do a tv show and that would have been a year later. So that's a, like a very long explanation, but that's how I've watched no. it in my head. But it was before COVID. So it had to have been 2019. Can I ask a really nursey question since yeah. I'm a nurse? Did yeah. you find meditation after your heart event? I found regularly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Meditation sounds to a lot of people so woo-woo. But there really is science behind it. Oh, yeah. And the, and the way, it, I mean, it's it's so, so helpful, especially for people that have stress, anxiety, uh, even maybe depression. But but yes, also bigger things, not bigger things, heart things. It's right. equally as important as your brain, right? So Agreed. Oh, yeah. I love that you were able to yeah. find that at a Dave Matthews band concert. Cause a lot of people would hear this and go, you mean to tell me that you could sit and meditate at a concert? <laughs> yeah. And pretty much anywhere when it's needed. That's amazing that you're yeah. able to like shut off the world. So, yeah. so I mean, if you're comfortable, let's, let's dig into that, right? Like yeah. what are, what are some, what are some things that you kind of went through, through the Dave Matthews band and did the community around that around the band to help you in those times of need? Sure. I, I love that question because I, while safeinharmsway.org is built entirely for survivors of domestic violence, I am a survivor of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Now I never would have labeled myself as that. 
people really thought we were the golden couple. And, but I could have sure told you the lies, the worry, the screaming, the fear, the pain, right? All the feelings I could talk to you about that. Sure. Um, What I discovered was four weeks before our planned and paid for wedding, I discovered his secret life and his secret life. While he presented to be to me to be a monogamous heterosexual, he was actually having sex with anything that would allow him. And that included men in back parking lots and included it included multiple women when I traveled for work. And most egregiously, it included him belonging to an organization, a club in Kansas City that taught men how to drug and incapacitate their partners so that they could be raped and it could be filmed. And I'll pause here and say that if anybody's triggered by this story, you can call, you can get onto RAIN, R-A-I-N-N, fabulous, incredible website. You can call the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence 24-7, 142 languages, including hearing impaired enabling people to find the help they need. So when I accidentally found that on his computer, what I also discovered is that there were nights I did not remember that there were nights that I was places that I was places that I only know I was there because I found it on his computer. And I could have told you that there were really weird things. I'll get a little intimate because people think, well, that's insane. How did you not know? There were instances where I dismissed things on my body or happening to my body as maybe I worked out too hard and I got too sweaty and I didn't change my underwear in enough time. Maybe the elliptical was just, I rode that elliptical way too hard and, you know, damaged myself in some way and I need to be better aware. I never, ever, ever would have said to you, I think the man who claims to love me is drugging me. But I could tell you all his emails to people started out with my girlfriend has no idea I'm doing this and I will facilitate what could be done to her. So that realization of course set off insanity and Oh my God. Yeah. Pretty, pretty sick motherfucker. Um, what I discovered about him was even more egregious than that, if you can get more egregious. The reason I decide to talk about it is, I mentioned in the beginning, I've done probably 60 podcasts. I've written several books. I've started an organization. There is not a time that I talk about this, including speaking in front of 750 lawyers, prosecutors, prosecutors, and judges, that I don't have people come up to me, pull me aside in tears and say, shit. Yeah. I think that's what's happened to me. Oh, my God. I was not expecting you to say that. If you want to find a really great podcast about it and a great webinar about it, there's an organization called DomesticShelters.org. And on November 11th of 2021, they did a webinar about this exact type of abuse. And think about it. There is a club in Kansas City, Missouri, that teaches men how to do this. So this is prevalent. Can and you Google it? Like, is it just something you can go find on the No, internet? it was hidden. I found it because he hit back then Craigslist was really big. I don't know oh, what sure, they use it sure. under now. I've Googled, yeah. I work, I still work with the FBI. If the FBI could have been able to find that he did this to me for money, 
or an exchange of services, there would have been 34 counts of interstate sex trafficking. Oh, my God. There was no money train. They couldn't find any exchange of goods or services, which meant he just did this because it's what got him off. So there was no recourse at the time. I've subsequently found out through different investigators that I actually do have recourse and there's no statute of limitations. So right now I'm writing and I'm documenting that choice of whether or not I want to proceed. I've crafted and created an incredible life. Whatever my brain is keeping away from recognition is keeping it away. That could let loose at any point. Yes. Statistically, if somebody would undergo hypnosis to try to bring memories out, 75% of memories are inaccurate. Your brain mm-hmm. has crossed like many different scenarios and spit something out under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So I would never really know if that was true or not. That's, that's so, true. I've yeah. just recently learned that about memories and it, you know, it, it floored me. I, I, even as a nurse, like I just, I, I could it, it made everything I believed questionable at that yeah. point. Yeah. Everything that I yeah. believed. Not uh, most things. Yeah. All, most things. Yeah. Because and if it's really true, then what the hell are we remembering of our version or, yes. or something? Yes, you're exactly yeah. right. And I think now probably be a good time. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pause here and say to you, because you, if you have questions, you're probably having the same questions that everybody else would have. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I've written books. I've done a bunch of podcasts. If you have any questions, I'd be, I'd be honored to answer them because okay. I want people to feel, I mean, this is about Dave and there's really great parts oh, that, yes, that came yes. in the after. But for this particularly, especially if anyone has ever experienced that, this is an opportunity for people to feel less shame, less mm-hmm. alone in their own journey, especially if you are someone who's never raised your hand to say, oh, I think this might have happened to me. So if you have any questions, I would I would love to answer okay. them. Yes. Okay. I hope you know, I, I am a natural question. I, I love questions. Questions. I was always taught by my grandmother. Questions are how we learn yeah. more. Right. And I believe exactly. that. So I just, I, I ask people questions all the time and I've been told that's an annoying habit, but in this case, we're going to say it's a great thing. Okay. It is. It is. I okay. agree. It is. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Yes. Thank you. So as questions come along, we'll just, we'll just answer, well, I'll just answer me, my, whatever th- you think about as it goes along, let me know. Okay. But I had traveled to so many different places with my former fiance and loved the band. And I really worried I would never want to hear them again. Ooh, yeah. That's a, that's, yeah, I can see yeah. that. So I escaped, and, and the reason safeandharmsway.org is built is because I knew very much where I did not win the lottery. So I wanted to create tools and resources for anybody like me where we these are the ways we did not win. And mm-hmm. then I also wanted to create the tools and the resources for where I did win because I know that was not what happened to me. I'll give you one example, is not carried across the board. So... I had a, I, a 30 years of being a pharmaceutical rep. I had a company car paid for. I had a credit card. I made high six figures a year. 
when I escaped and that escape plan took month, took about 10 days to, to craft and about seven months for me to implement all keeping it secret. I still ended up living out of my car, even with a six figure job, even with a credit card, because what happens across this country is there is no room in domestic violence shelters. They are constantly full. So I thought my initial thing was I'm going to stay in the house. Mm -hmm. And then that was not going to be the thought of even being in that house when I didn't even. Oh God. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Space Between podcast. If you've been listening to this podcast and you just interjected and said, hey, what about this? Or does she know this? I have an opportunity for you. I now have a new Google voicemail that you can call and leave interesting information, fan information about the Dave Matthews Band. So if you have trivia tips, ticket tips, please call my Google voicemail. It's simply 479-259-1630. I'd love to even have a shout out, a shout out to your group, to your friends, uh, to other fans of the Dave Matthews Band for a chance to be spotlighted on an upcoming episode of The Space between podcasts. So again, 479-259-1630. And let's go back into this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I thought, well, I'll go to a shelter. There was no shelter. I have amazing friends and I have kids that I could have stayed with, Mm -hmm. but I was getting constant daily text messages from him saying, don't worry, sweet pea, I'll find you and we'll die together. So you didn't want to put your friends in harm's way, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I, if I was traveling for work, boom, I had a hotel. If I wasn't traveling for work, I house sat. If I couldn't house sit for people, I stayed in my car. There were times that I did go ahead and brace courage and stay with my daughter, especially when my boys, uh, one boy was traveling and my youngest was just graduating from high school. And there were seven adults in a 650 square foot apartment. We had blow up mattresses in the kitchen. We had blow up mattresses in the living room, which was all one just big room. So I did stay with them. And it was those moments that as a family, we started to process what happened to us and come back together mm-hmm. because one of the ways I won the lottery is I do not share any children with this man. So mm. that was a really big way that I won the lottery. Yes. Yeah. So I knew I needed to create something for people where I did win and where I didn't win. And that, that started to happen. And so then when I finally found a place to live, I'm there, I'm on the Dave Mathis, Matthews, well, uh, message boards. Cause I'm trying to like ease back in, like, am it, is it going to make me sick to my stomach? Am yeah. I going to love it? Yeah. And I get this message from a man named Hunter and his wife, Morgan. And that's when the first Mexico trip was announced. And Ooh. Hunter says, Hey, we've been on the message boards looking for people who look cool and whose vibe and answering other messages seems pretty cool. And also who has a high number on the first people who get to to go for tickets and you fit our bill. Would you mind talking to us? (laughs) Would you mind talking to us about Mexico? Now think about this for a minute. I have found out that after eight years, the person I was set to marry has lived a secret life, including all kinds of strangers that I did not know. And here's a stranger 
reaching out to me saying, oh. do you want to go to Mexico with us for five did that days? that trigger you? It did. But I also thought, I, I mean, I still am in therapy and I'm, I was doing therapy then. And I thought, okay, one of our hashtags for safe and harm's way is intentionally fearless because yes. there's never going to be a time that I will live in complete, a complete lack of fear, but I can make intentional choices mm -hmm. that allows me to be fearless. Yes. So my former husband is a police officer. So he ran their record. He ran, oh, all, of, he ran all of their records in every state. Um, my aunt lived in the that, same city. That was a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah. Like that was a, <laughs> yeah. Like um, yeah. And my aunt lives in the same city. So I went down and spent my money to go down to Dallas and hang out with Hunter and Morgan and did all that homework and joined the Facebook group. And that got me meeting all kinds of people. And that got me excited about the show. And then it turned out that I lived net less than two miles away from somebody who's my favorite person in the world, Haley Lewis. She lives just two miles away from me. She was going. Oh, there's my alarm. Sorry about that. Um, she was going. There were other people in Kansas City going. And all of a sudden it felt like, okay, like I think I could do this. I really think I could do this because you're getting to know people leading right. up to the event. Right. And so I did. I went. I had an incredible time. I met people who are my lifelong friends today. Yes. My chosen family yes. because I made the choice of these are Dave people. That's right. These are Dave people. I love and, what you said. Chosen family. That is. Yeah. That is. Ooh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. Perfect. So I met so many people um kim bulger jamie kennedy i mean it's just like incredible incredible people people that i'm still close to today and then we've all met other people along on the journey uh lindsey costello and just all of these and just incredible humans who yes. embraced me and i embraced them and I, I could segue back and still fall in love with a band that I absolutely adored Ooh, for yeah. so many years yeah. and never, never have I gone to a show and had a flashback or a moment that made me wince because I would have heard that same song or anything with the person that I escaped from. Not it was once. Like, it was like the community of the Dave Matthews band fans was literally the doorway to get you back to the music oh, safely right safely Ooh. i know Ooh, that's such a great like picture right i know i love I know. that and then, i mean guys if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about well i mean that's what this podcast is about right is there's a substantial story about the fans behind the dave matthews band and if you're not familiar with them they're a band that's celebrating their 33rd year of making music and they're, you know, I mean, they have been around since 1991. So imagine the changes these guys have grown up before us. We have gotten mm -hmm. older on the other side of this stage, right? But like, it is a very common story to hear that people in 1991 that first heard about this band are still going to their concerts and still very passionate about this uh, music. But then along the way in 33 years, they've picked up 
such a huge following. You know, we often joke that the Dave Matthews Band uh, only has 35,000 fans, right? But they all all go go to every single show. And if that's true, that's cool because these 35,000 people... I have only met like a couple of assholes and in those statistics are pretty awesome for a fan base, but it's exactly like what you're talking about. These people really do a lot of these people really do uh, just surround themselves around others with the intention of just being to like spread love. And I mean, that's something that we see commonly at concerts, people passing out stickers saying spread love, uh, you know, love in general. And there's a whole story behind those love signs. And and we're going to talk about that on the, on the next couple of episodes, but that is the theme around this band is they've created a, a community of people that really want to love and serve others. And so what a great time to enter in when you needed all of mm-hmm. those things. You needed all of, all of that. And that's not something that's really easy to find. Uh, but it is still, it still exists. I often say, you know, you turn on the TV and you see a lot of negativity mm-hmm. and there always will be. Right. We're not a perfect world. We will never be a perfect world. But I do like to be just a tiny little reminder in this tiny little podcast that good things are still Mm -hmm. happening and we cannot forget that. And that's what this podcast is about is because there's such a great story of love behind a band and what, and what keeps them coming back for more. Right. So like you are introduced to all these people. And so you're going to these shows. So like, what does it look like now? Even, even now, like when tour dates come out, like, are you texting your friends going, Hey, like what shows are you going to? Uh, Is that what it looks like in your life? Yeah, it does. (laughs) It does. I went out to dinner with a friend who lives in Kansas city. She's a huge Dave fan. And we went out to dinner and she's like, what shows did you put in for? And I said, well, I'm, I'm doing Europe. So I didn't put anything in for the summer because I'm also trying to do the bourbon and blues oh, or bourbon yes, and yes, whatever yes, in yes. Kentucky. <laughs> yes. I said, so if I do Europe and I do Kentucky, like I will find my way into shows across the summer, but I'm not of committing. Um, but yeah, like, so she, you know, we're exchanging the, the, the tours, we're exchanging the, the shows that we want to see. I know that I'll pick up more along the way with friends. It's I just know what happens. <laughs> it does. It does. And just the community, my daughter went with me to Mexico, I think the third or fourth year. And, you know, she's, she's been a big fan for forever. And sure. she, she walked to the pool and she's like, after about 20 minutes, she leans over and she's like, I'm going to need a break. And I said, why? And she said, all these people know me. I said, they do. Do you remember last year when they were all texting you on your birthday? And she's like, this is so cool, but it's also overwhelming for an extroverted introvert who needs her downtime. She's like, I have walked into people who know me for what seems like my whole life. And I'm just meeting them. And I just need to process that for a little bit. And she was fine. She loved the entire time. She had a great time. And of course, she's now putting faces with names and stories and all of that. But um, and what we did in anticipation of that is our our core group that was doing that about three months before that, maybe even longer, 
before that stint, we were using Marco Polo to communicate with each other every day. So it wasn't uncommon to open Marco Polo and have 12 videos waiting between the eight of us (laughs) all communicating back and forth. So what a great story for your daughter in the future, you know, when she reflects back on her life and she thinks, you know, well, because and as she meets other people and see and, and, and compares like or not compares, but like what how do other people live their life and what does their life look like and what does their life like? Yeah. When she describes her life, it was just surrounded by like what's going to seem like a million aunts and uncles, exactly. right? Like they are just, they know you, they're texting you on your birthday. Like they're invested in your mom. And because they're invested in their mom, they're invested in you now. Yeah. Because that's how it's this beautiful. works, right? It is it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's kind of talk about 2018. I mean, not only was it an album release year, right? And an amazing album, Come Tomorrow, by the Dave Matthews Band. Um, It was a big year in your personal life. So let's talk about what 2018 looks like for you. I was coming off of Mexico and meeting all these people. And I was also starting Safe in Harm's Way. And I decided I was going to start this organization without knowing everything and be willing to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. That is not me. I am a firstborn, oldest, everything is in order kind of gal. (laughs) And I am going to jump into creating an entirely new entity without knowing all the answers. And it was expensive. I mean, I found out that to do a nonprofit correctly, to really get it set up and not raise flags from the IRS from the get-go, you needed a lawyer. And that lawyer was around about $7,000. Yikes. So I I made a connection, told my story to this lawyer. I go down, we're filling out the paperwork, and she says, I, I want to share something with you. And I say, okay. She says, like, I need to put good out into the world. Like, what you're doing is going to help so many people, including people I know and love. I am gifting you my entire services Oh my God. To set up your nonprofit. So of course I go home and I Marco Polo, you know, all, all the girls, everybody, I Marco Polo all the girls and, and they're responding and they have like this, like this, I don't know, like a vibe, like a little grin. And, and we had set up a, a zoom call that night and I just thought they were excited about me. So we get on the zoom call and they had gotten together they did homework on what it would cost to actually do some of the filings that the law, a lawyer wouldn't cover. And they all chipped in and raised the money to cover the lawyer fees itself and then ran it through Jamie Kenny's work company so that they could match the funds. So in one day, I had the entire safeandharmsway.org nonprofit done and fueled by my friends from the Dave Matthews band. Oh my God. And they like Kim Bolger has donated so much money from her Rodan and Fields um, business. Michelle, uh, Maureen, they've donated so much money come back. Anna and Randy Scott, like people across my Dave network have donated. Haley Lewis, who I said I met from the beginning, has gone through and created Excel spreadsheets for me because I don't know how to do Excel. I mean, the people have just come across. There was Randy. I'm going to be traveling Europe with Randy, and Randy had a heart condition when he was traveling the last time in Italy. So Amy Humphreys 
gets a hold of me and she's like, I think that Randy's having the same heart stuff that you had. Like, can you get a hold of him and tell his doctor in Italy what they did to you? Because, you know, there's a communication barrier and maybe the, the technology is not the same and he needs right. to know about it. So we conduct all that for Randy while he's traveling in Europe and has a heart issue. Oh, he now God. has the same device I do. And they gave me this cardiac day fire dancer that they bought from Suzanne. Like, it's just like these. Oh, my God. It's these beautiful, beautiful stories. <laughs> all of the things I at the gorge. The first time I went to the gorge would have been my hundred and fifth show. And I didn't get there in time to get the poster. And so Randy contacts me and he's like, hey, I hear you didn't get the poster for your big show. You know, it was like a whatever Hallmark show. He's like, I got it for you. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to send it to you. Like that kind of stuff that just. Now, I mean, obviously we all have lives outside of the Dave Matthews band. Have you ever been a part of a community that would that has I guess, invested this much into your personal life like the Dave Matthews Band has? I am very fortunate. One of the ways I won the lottery is I have an incredible group of Kansas City friends. Awesome. And incredible group that rose up just as much in the helping plan the escape and into the after of supporting Safe and Harm's Way. And the beautiful thing is my Kansas City friends who are not Dave you know, they're, they're yeah. not day fans. Yeah. <laughs> they're so interested in it. Like if there's a concert that he's playing and we can all go to, they want to go. There's of nothing, course. nothing more beautiful in my world oh, yeah. than my Kansas city friends knowing my day friends and then commenting on each other's Facebook posts because we've all hung out and traveled the country together. Oh, like I that's that, <laughs> that kind of, and it's because gr both group of friends are open uh -huh. Both groups of friends are invested in people and kindness. Yes. Both groups of friends conduct themselves with a level of, hey, there's more the merrier <gasps> that, yeah, oh. it's beautiful. It's Imagine so beautiful. This. Imagine. Imagine. Oh, my God. Imagine. The things that you're saying just make sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. And just crazy. be kind. Just love others. Exactly. Um, so... I can give a couple examples. I We were going to go to Jazz Fest to, and Dave was playing and Lindsay Costello needed a place to stay. And I was going with my Kansas City friends and they've met Lindsay before. And they're like, we're in a packed house. And they're like, it's Lindsay? Bring her. Like it's, <laughs> yes. you know, of course she can hang out. When the yes. Europe tour was announced for this spring, I've been very fortunate to do the work of Safe and Harm's Way across the world. And there have been... People I've met before, during, and after that journey that once the tour dates were announced, they are not Dave fans, but I got all these text messages like, are you coming to Europe? Are you coming to Europe? Hey, I want to go see Dave with you when he comes to Florence, and then let's go back and stay at my house for a few days. And, oh, can we meet all your Dave friends? Like, what? that's always, like, that's, it was like a, it's like a two-pronged thing. Hey, are you coming? Three-pronged. Are you coming to Europe? Can I go see Dave with you? And can I meet all your Dave friends? I'm like, oh. Love, yeah, like they want to be part of this life, right? Like yeah. they just, or at least want to see you in the middle of it, right? Because it's, it's cool it. to watch, I'm sure. Yeah, they're like or just, crazy. I don't know which one. Uh, all of it, a little bit of cool <laughs> and crazy. It's all of it. Yeah. Okay. So, what song do you chase? Like, what song? Uh, I'm curious about this because Ooh, my group of yeah, you because we play a game. Um, of my St. Because I grew up in St. Louis. My St. Uh -huh. Louis friends, Dave and Dave friends in St. Louis, play the game of what song would you give up 
hearing in order to hear Ooh. because it's not your favorite song. Somebody said, well, that's just asking what your favorite song. I'm like, not with a Dave person. Your favorite song could change because of yeah, what but, you're living at yeah. life, because of the mood, yeah. because of the day, because of the season. So what, but if you had to pick and give up the one song you want to hear mm. in order to hear a certain other song, what song would you give up? Is it okay to, okay, here's my real in real life answer. So I want to be real savvy when I say that. Is it I R L? Wait, is that right? Did I say it backwards? <laughs> yeah, it in real no, life. You did. I was like, what the hell are they talking about on TV? And I was like, yeah. oh, everybody's talking in text now. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Now I got to know all of that. <laughs> More things to learn. Um, ooh. Uh, okay. So for real, my answer is in 2023, I got everything that I ever wanted on my chase list. Ooh. I really did. I really, really, really did. Um, well, actually, that's not necessarily. Well, it is, it, but it started in 20, uh, 2022 when I got shotgun in Ooh. Austin. Like that, that was something that I just never thought could or would happen. Like I just, I, I didn't even suspect, but it was always something that was on the top of my mind. Like once I had heard that, well, I mean, this is a whole different podcast to describe shotgun because like, like it, it is, I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. Dave, if you listen to this, like, I just, I really, I, I actually, I don't want to talk about Dave Matthews band when I'm talking to Dave Matthews. I really yeah. don't. I really don't. So Dave, I just want to hang out and like have a beer, like around a campfire, like with a hundred friends and yeah. I just want to shoot the shit like, and no cameras, no nothing. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, Dave. So call me. Yeah. <laughs> Rab's got my number. Rob's got my number. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, I got everything I wanted, but now like, what do you, you got to chase something, right? Because yeah, you got to chase something. Um, but no, I don't like your game. I don't want to give up anything. No, <laughs> I refuse to answer that. I, I mean, because be, because I don't know what's coming, right? Because right. there have been songs that have snuck up on me, even when I kn known them forever, but they snuck up on me on this particular day when I was feeling this particular way. And I was like, I had heard it for the first time for what it actually was. Was. Oof. And Ooh. and so I can't wish away any songs because I don't know when that thing is going to come get me. Okay. So what, can, can you remember one song that just got you that you felt like you heard it for the first time? <sighs> I don't want to give the standard answer, but like, because this is a common answer and I don't even want to cry on this podcast, but like Gray Street, right? Because... Mm. Like I did break free. I did a lot of things that are a lot of diff Dave Matthews band songs, and like I got, well, well, uh, break um, Gray Street. I'm not going to talk about that, but <laughs> not on this podcast. But I got break free uh, tattooed as a um, reminder that you can break free. Mm -hmm. You can, and yeah. that's a reminder because, and I, I needed that a long time ago, but I needed that now, and I need it every day as a reminder. Yeah. There's always shit, right? Like there's never ending amount of shit that's coming at you. That's about to get you. That's 10 years ahead of you. And I yeah. need that daily reminder that I, I can break free. 
I can. Yeah. And I, I can love continue that. to do so. So, yeah, uh, I, I I'm not wishing that. away any songs. Okay, okay. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's I fully loved, received, and good on you. Was that for like the no. courteous answer? Because it's, not, it's the way I feel. It's like how it's much not. I love this band. <laughs> I know. I know. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I for me. I I love Gray Street lyrically, musically. I love that they can jam out on that th- yeah. song for like I I once heard like a twenty four minute version. Um, it's incredible. It but is. It also, it makes me a little sad. I mean, I I think it's a, it's a little bit of a sad song. It is. It is. But, and, and I'll be the first to say I don't care to hear it at every show. I really don't. It has a yeah. it has it has that thing, but like like you just said, it can take me back to shit that I don't necessarily want to dig up at that moment, right? Right. <laughs> but but to your point, I think it's a bomb that like for me, the whole she feels like kicking it out all the windows and setting fire to That's this life. That's the good part. That's she the would good change part. everything about it using colors bold and bright right like that was my anthem during planning my escape that was my anthem and that so while it digs up i think the beauty of their music and the beauty of the lyrics is while it digs up the stuff that you don't necessarily want to talk (laughs) about it's a bomb it's a it's a nice beautiful healing salve that goes over any wound associated and, and a so reminder I, that you fucking did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I'm gonna look at it now. Girl, yeah, it was a survival story. Exactly, a survival story. Yeah, I don't know if that's what he wrote it as, but that's I how I took it. Me too. And art is an, is up for interpretation until we have this sit down with Dave. Yeah, <laughs> that we don't want to talk about the Dave Matthews band too. But yeah. I have so many questions. <laughs> I know. I know. And honestly, like I say all the time, that I'm going to write shit down. And like, if I ever have the opportunity to have a 60 minute uh, interview yeah. with Dave Matthews band, here's the shit I want to ask him. I need to write that shit down. But then also, I think I look like a weirdo if I keep a journal of things I'm going to ask Dave Matthews when I meet him. <laughs> Ain't nobody got to know about that. Ain't nobody got to know about that. Sister, put bring your cell phone. Give yourself a notes recording. Title it grocery list. And nobody's got to know that you're keeping a secret list of the questions you're going to ask Dave. That, well, except that I just admitted it on this podcast. That's okay. We're not going to. We're going to ask people to forget about that. Write your wishes down, ladies, because it might actually happen. And then you'll look back and be like, I wrote it into existence. So I'm about to write down, I need 60 minutes of an interview (laughs) with the Dave Matthews Band on the Space Between podcast. Boom. Actually, I'm going to have you change. I just learned this. I just learned this this week. It's not an I'm going to statement. It's I have decided that I'm interviewing the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So like an I have decided versus I'm going to and I'm going to keeps it all the way out in the future. I've decided means it's done. I've well, decided. So, and it's here done. would be my purpose, just just because I feel like it needs clarifying. I don't want to meet the band and ask them about the band. I've said that like three times now. I want to sit down with them. And I know the answer to this question before I even ask it, because I but my question would be in a very in-depth question where I'm going to have like stories and facts and figures and shit but like i want to know if they are aware truly or even if they want to be aware (laughs) of the of the magnitude of greatness and love love that is 
their fan group. Like I, I, I just want them to know what yeah. they have like triggered for so many people. Yeah. The magnitude of it. Cause it's not yeah. like every band has this following in this fan group and, Oh, they're so great. And that's true. I believe it. I believe there's other great bands with other great uh, fans, but like, I think the band should know how many lives they've saved and maybe even some specifics about that. Uh, but then also I'd really like to ask them, <laughs> you know, some, some questions about how they got there, but, but, but th that's not the story, right? Like, uh, that's not going to happen, but I'll, I'll write it down in my book. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I like it. You got to we'll manifest what happens, that man. shit. Got to manifest call that me, shit. Call me. Call <laughs> me. <laughs> exactly. Anyways. Okay. Let's get back to you though. <laughs> um, I think, I just think the evolution for what, the band has brought to my life for what it's brought to my organization for what, because I'm a big believer in the power of music. And so when I expose people that we work with who are healing from domestic violence and I use music as a tool that comes from the love of this band. And believe it or not, when you're someone who loves music, you take that for granted. Yeah. And when you expose somebody who has been through a myriad of situations that have just dismantled them from the inside out and you offer something free and a mm. choice and that's music and they've never discovered that before you change lives yeah, and it's something do. when you take it for granted of that's always been part of who i was i think it's because my parents listen to music all the time that's always been i listen to music all the time so my kids have that i just think that exposes people to healing methods that they would not have normally been aware of, whether sure. it's Dave Matthews or anything else. So the components of what, if you look at what the band and what the people, what the chosen family in this band has brought, it has been able to bring music to other people. It has been able to bring collaboration to other people who have feel, who felt marginalized. It's been able to tell the story about how you can be intentionally fearless and go to a foreign country with strangers <laughs> after you escaped a crazy man. It's like, it's, it's really all of these things. Mm -hmm. It's being able to say, they all knew my daughter. Yeah. before they even met my daughter. It's it's all of these things that open people who don't have that. Because if you really want to be honest about the relationship that this band brings to people, we are so fucking lucky. We are. We're not damn lucky. We are so fucking lucky. And True. we get to bring that to other people who have not experienced yes. that kind of friendship, who've not experienced that kind of openness, who've not experienced that. Mm -hmm. And when you, we do that by example and storytelling, firm believer in storytelling changing the world then we impact lives lessen the shame and silence in their own lives and give them the hope that they can do the same yes give them a tool a yeah. tool right because that's what music can be it's what it is it can be a tool it can actually be a key to unlock something in your brain to make mm -hmm. things better right like it, it, it actually does work that way it, it is does. such a science and so yeah let's talk about a little like okay you're going to europe you're, you're you're standing with you're with strangers they want to be part of your world how do you prepare them for the craziness of the dave matthews band um i actually have a playlist on spotify that's all live music of concerts i've been to that i give everybody so it's i think it's public on spotify but i can give it to you if you want it for the show yeah, notes, but and yeah, and then I get I give them like a five page document that tells them this is the song. <laughs> it's like it's right here. 
Yes. Um, they get the document <laughs> that it tells them the song, why the song is a favorite, um, the lyrics of what that song means to me or to members of my family. So, for example, my son, my youngest son loves Big Eyed Fish, and he always thought that it was just about fish, right? Mm-hmm. And it, the beauty of that song that I love is that it's like, be who you're supposed to be, right? Don't try yes. to be somebody else. That's right. But as a little kid, he thought it was about fish. My daughter loves Jimmy Thing. If I go to a show and I and they play Jimmy Thing and I don't send it to her, um, she's pissed because as a little <laughs> girl, she thought, you know, the sure don't care, bereaved as I'm feeling was Sir Donkey, Sir Donkey. She thought it was about Shrek. Shrek's Aww. here and we're breathing. Like she had like all these things. Now she'll say, mom, stop telling that Jimmy thing story because I really I love, love Gray Straight. She's uh, like, you know, like she's morphed in her you thing. You can love both. But yeah, I love exactly. that story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's all those stories. It's like, it's links to every article that Dave has ever talked about oral sex. It's like, it's everything you would want to know. We just need know. them to know what they're coming into. Like, we're exactly. about to probably talk about sex and drugs. So Ew, get ready. Exactly. <laughs> so it's all in there. It's all in there. And they have the playlist. And so they get the, they get it. And the beauty of that is, like, they take it seriously. Like, they do their homework. Like, homework. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're they do studying their homework. for the concert. But, I mean, that sounds a lot like like the fan base right like we're yeah. breaking down statistics thanks to all the many apps like uh you know the hub and and the dmb almanac like those guys have given us the ability to turn into geeks and now you're just like passing the torch right like this yeah. is how we do it we study yeah. we see what's rare we see what's like played a lot like we know some shit before we show up exactly <laughs> like, <right>? exactly <laughs> Yeah. And not then, to say that you have to know that to go to a concert. Please do not think that if you were listening. No. Because that would make you feel like Intimidated. you have to know something. And I swear to God, mm-hmm. I am just the, I am the freak that is representing myself. And, and that's how I show up to a Dave concert. <laughs> but not everyone does. So let, I don't want to paint that picture. So I apologize for that. <laughs> no, I think that's good, though, because I think you brought up a great point. You don't have to invest like that. I know. But, you know, there's there's the ability to do the homework and find out, you know, what songs you might love. Like I talked about the story of realizing that they were a jam band, that a song could last 16 plus minutes. I would not have known that if somebody hadn't given me the recordings, I would have known that, you know, so it's just, it's, it just allows you, I, I was at a show once with one of my very dearest friends, Kathy, and she, she, we were at um, university of Champaign-Urbana and she was taking so long in the bathroom and I'm waiting for her in the seats. And I was like, what up? And she's like, I thought I was going to have to slap one of those goddamn 16 year old girls across the face. Cause all she went to do was shut up about how long gray street was. And I was like, look here, bitch. Like if you don't know genius, you need to shut the fuck up. And I was like, you're not making friends. You're not making friends. We're defending the music as if it is our baby. Yeah. Right? Like, that is my motherfucking yes. song, and you will not talk about it like Do that. not. <laughs> In a bathroom stall on a college campus. Like, she's taken on. But we are preaching love and positivity. No one, no one's getting. But we will think some things like, motherfucker, yeah. you should yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you didn't say that, did you? She's like, no, but I thought it. I thought yes, it was awful exactly. lot. I can't control my thoughts all the time. I thought about it an awful lot. 
But yes, no, that's so, oh my God, that's so yeah. funny. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so they've got this five sheets. They're reading through it. They're doing their homework. Like they're ready. So then you show up. Do you, would you say that like what they what they thought their experience would be and what actually happened were the same thing? No, better. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Better. Yeah. I, because to your point, like how intimidating is it to have one of your friends go, there's a oh, playlist yeah, and here's yeah. five pages of things I'd like you to know. <laughs> right? So even if they do the yeah. homework. Yeah, because if someone were to mail me that from another band, I'd be like, I just want to show up and like let it rain over me. Yeah, like I like, don't want to have any, just let yeah, it happen. Right? So like, that, yeah, intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I thought we were just going to Jazz Fest to get drunk. Like, yeah. now I got to learn something. This is a lot. Yeah, this is a lot. So they all, like, it's exceeded it because they've met incredible people who love the band. Because mm. they've met, they have have a they have a genesis of the of some songs. Yes. Um, they have my take on those songs. Yes. But they've just gone to experience it. But I think it truly comes back to the fans. They've entered into an experience to which they are naive. And what they've done is seen people who love it and who will stop and explain like, oh, my God, this part you're going to love. Yes. Right. Like yes. how where does that happen in any place else? So they'll walk away going, that was that was cool. And we my friend Shannon took her boyfriend to Mexico one year and Andre spent like the whole next day telling us about the lyrics and saying, no, no, no. Do you know what he says? Mm. And we're all just being very polite. Like Kim, I think has 300 shows, you know, Michelle and, and Maureen have a, in the hundred shows. I got a hundred wow. plus. And we're all like, oh, that's great, Andre. Yeah. He's like, no, I mean, do you get how lyrically brilliant they are? And I'm like, yeah, this is that cool. Yes. And we just have like a cry session and talk about yeah. it and be like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just, I think it's the beauty of the people. It always comes back to the beauty of the people, the care of the people, the investment of the people that travel around for this band and then are so willing. And like you said, there's a few assholes here and there, I mean, but it's, there's it's, always going to be. It's going to happen. <laughs> but the the beauty of people deciding, I'm going to ensure that this person I don't know has as great an experience at this show as I am about to have. So come on, take my hand, let's go do it. It's it's beautiful. And it just comes back to that kind of fuel yeah. that re-engages me. Because I think some people, you can have these moments where you're like, I need a break. Uh, like an introverted extrovert showing right, up in Mexico, right, 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 like, I need right. a break. But right. um, it just gives you the opportunity to meet new people, learn new things. And when it's done in an audience that truly is kind and invested, it, people walk away with like, oh, that was way more than a show. Yeah. It's it's kind of it lovely. like a whole, it, I mean, again, this is just me, but I go away with like a feeling, like not just an, I mean, it's a, like a whole experience. It's like this whole, like it changed my heart. It changed my soul. Mm -hmm. It changed my mind. It changed my eyes. It changed, it like it tapped into parts of me that I didn't even know or didn't even remember. And like, it, it's a whole, I guess, spiritual, would that be the right? Yeah, it yes. is. I really do believe be. it. For me, it is. I don't know about everybody else. I can't speak your story, but like my story is that's what I get from Yeah, that. me too. <laughs> me too. It's absolutely lovely. I mean, mm. it really is absolutely 
lovely. And just the moments for me, for my kids, where people were kind to them. I remember we just the natural parting of the waves um, that got us right up on stage in Orange Beach. And just like the beauty of people saying to my kids, come up, like, come up and get close. Like, that's cool. And my daughter was just, I wish I could remember the song. I don't, but she was just jamming out on it. And this woman was next to her and Kate looked at her and she said, I'm just so happy right now. And this stranger just took her by the face and said, I am too. Let's hold hands. And they held hands and like just jammed (laughs) out on the show. Right? I love that. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. I Love that so much. So uh, let's talk about 2024. I I feel like that's worth talking about. Of course, Europe, everybody's talking about that. Well, everybody's talking about Mexico right this second. And then we're going to talk about Europe. And then as soon as Europe's over, we're going to talk about uh, Florida, right? Like it's always a jumping conversation and social media moves with, uh, I mean, there's definitely an expiration date of topics, right? Like you can't be talking way about back here when we're right here during tour season. So like what does 2024 look like to you? And like, are you excited about anything in particular? and why like and what do you what do you want to see happen this year if you can request anything i am so looking forward to europe because the venues are smaller i think it's going to be an intimate experience there's going to be stops along the way where all my Mm -hmm. friends are meeting all my day friends there's again nothing that gives me more joy (laughs) it's Um, wild it's going to be so cool so i'm we're i'm we're doing milan florence I'm going then to London, coming back to Venice for a while just to hang out. And then we're doing um, Brussels, Paris, and Lisbon. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that'll be. That's going to be amazing. I know. I know. Um, And then doing the Kentucky thing. I want to keep calling it bourbon and bubbles, but I don't think that's it. Is that it? What is it? It, Bourbon and something. Something and something. And that's all you have to say is Kentucky and bourbon. And we're like, yeah, "Yeah, we're going to be there. (laughs) Um, I have some plans already, although I would love to get back to the gorge because that was just incredible. And you did stellar on your analyzation of the gorge. Like for anybody who's new, your tutorial on that was just spot on. It Thank was amazing. You. And that's Thank another you. thing. People like Kristen, who does the gold camping and does the Freaks on Parade and organizes yes. all that. Yes. She's done birthday fundraisers for Safe and Harm's Way. She's, oh you know, yeah, I've actually been able to help a lot of people, friends of friends who had instances where things weren't going so great. So I've been able to help their friends through Safe and Harm's Way. And so those, I would love to get back to the gorge, but I don't know that that's that's in the cards for me. Um, we've yeah. got some pretty big plans for safe and harm's way. And so I'll have to like navigate that with the, with Europe and with Kentucky. But my, my immediate plan is to, I haven't, did not put in for any shows for the summer, but I figure I'll, I'll hook up along the way with somebody. Somebody's always willing to sell something. That's right. I mean, life happens, right? Like life continues to happen even when the Dave Matthews band is playing. And we don't like to admit that sometimes we're like, "Uh, clearly I'm going to be at 12 shows (laughs) clearly. And then you're like, wait, but also I totally forgot that I had four kids and a job, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> so like life happens and then people get so eager and but we buy all the tickets and then we're like, fuck. So tickets are always for sale. I always say that like tickets are always for sale. And that's something that the community really does take care of their own. We do make sure, mm-hmm. well, as best as we can. There are so many good admins on so many of the Facebook sites that, you know, are ticket sales for exactly what they yeah. got them for. There's no... Uh, you know, I can only speak for a few groups that I've seen, but they really do try to control what's going on on all the other fucking yeah. ticket sites. Can I get an amen? Because, amen. you know, we, we got it. We got to take care of our people. And so there's always tickets. I say that there's always tickets. So Dave Matthews band tickets are, are until, and you know, I say it, it always sells out. It all it always yeah. sells. But But life happens. That's my, that's the thing I'm trying to say. There's tickets for sale. And that's a, a big part of uh, the Facebook groups and stuff. And, and yeah. we love those. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's like, you know, 1,025 <laughs> yeah. Facebook groups about various things. Like each state has their own, you know, thing. So, uh, and then uh, that's a great way to meet people before you yeah. go to a concert. It's kind of like a, a virtual meetup, if you will. Um, it's also a great place to get a lot of education about the band. If you're in to that kind of stuff if you like to dig like how in the world have they made it 33 years or like hey this is not the dave matthews band that i remember like i remember they looked a little different back in 1991 hey you know what (laughs) i got a thousand people that'd like to have a podcast about that right now so there's just like an unlimited of things ways you can or things you can find out about the band so i really encourage you if you're looking to get connected in the community uh but are a little nervous to just show up at a show definitely look into those groups because it is a very safe place we're all pretty mm-hmm. safe behind our keyboards you know and, and again the admins do such a great job of making sure there's no bullshit right like yeah. because we're about love and and all that and as best as you can right like there's just going to be people that can hack the system and go through and and there's no way people have full-time jobs we'd yeah. like to say that our dave matthews band stuff is our full-time job but <laughs> it is not we all got life so shit happens right so but these sites are really good places to get connected so yeah yeah i but agree I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your heart. It, it's, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, listeners, I, how I run the show is I don't hear the story before I, uh, interview someone. And so, because I want there to be an element of surprise, I think that it, uh, it cues questions that maybe it wouldn't cue if you've already heard it. And so that's kind of the style I do on this, but there was a moment when you were talking that I was like, Oh fuck. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this <laughs> because it's, it's so real for so many people. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful to be able to use my small, tiny little platform for something that is just so, so needed. And I'm so thankful to have found that in you. Oh. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I, I think it's, it's just vital to share stories, to share experiences so other people feel less alone. Yeah. Yes. Eliminating shame means people live longer. Just yes. just works out that way. So yes. the the part of that evolution in talking about it, I I am I can do it. I am I am good. Also, as a trauma survivor, I have a wicked sense of humor. So <laughs> what I find funny probably isn't funny right, to a lot no, of I people. Get that. um, <laughs> but yeah, so but the other part of that is being able to have 
those kinds of intimate conversations in a way that still brings in love of a band, love yes. of your podcast. It that itself is a way to normalize people's experiences so they feel also less alone in the world. So the gift that you gave to me tonight is being able to share my story, to be able to talk about Safe and Harm's Way, but also to talk about the healing that goes along with music and finding community yeah. because that's the thing. And if you are somebody who loves music and you're suffering and you're feeling all alone and to talk about that Facebook group seems like this big. The reality is it's ginormous. <laughs> yes. So if people could go on and start to build community by looking at a Facebook group and plugged in like Dave Matthews Band plus Europe, Dave Matthews Band plus Missouri, Dave mm -hmm. Matthews Band plus Arkansas, mm -hmm. you're going to find all of these community mm -hmm. with a set of people that you can you can start to integrate yourself with, especially if you've been marginalized and dismantled from the inside out. It's a perfectly free way to find some friends. Yes. So while what you're doing as a podcast seems, well, it's a podcast, but the reality is if you look at the, at the guests that you've had, if you've looked at the sh stories they've shared, there is a, an elevated belief in the power of love. And whether you call that also related to creator, I like to say creator, some people say God, some people, whatever you call a higher power, if you feel as if you are alone and marginalized, that is a sign that you are not. And your podcast does that. And so I think that's part of something to drive home that might seem not as played up and elevated to the extent of which it changes and saves lives, but it does. It does. So, that's the part that bringing this together makes it viable for people to share their stories. And then anybody who comes across it, we're back to feeling less alone again. That's right. You're never alone ever, ever, ever. And so, yeah, I, I, thank you. I, I am just so grateful for this opportunity. And, you know, I like to say this kind of stuff happens really all because it was supposed to, but also because of a band, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all because of music, all because something that continues to change lives. I'm going to say it saves lives. It's, it's making people happier and that is changing lives. I don't know what mm -hmm. your belief of changing lives is. It can, it can be so many things that may look small to you, but sometimes people just need to smile. Sometimes yeah. people can't have nothing to smile about or what may seem not. We're always breathing, baby. We're yeah. always breathing. And that's something to be thankful for. But there's a lot of times in our life where we just don't think of anything that we have at that moment that can make us smile. Sometimes music can be that thing because it doesn't. It seems familiar, right? Yeah. Like you can get it from something very impersonal, like your phone or a radio. It's free. Like you said earlier, like it's an easy friend. Mm -hmm. And then that friend introduces you to, uh, uh, wait, is it in real life IRL <laughs> thing that's happening? Boy, I circled all the way around, didn't you I? You closed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how I did that. Probably because I'm super high right now. So that's when I get creative. <laughs> so yes. Oh my God. What a compliment. Thank you so much. That's you know, from my nurse heart, that is, uh, you know, I started this podcast because of my mental health, because of what COVID did to mm -hmm. me. And I'm not going to talk about that. If you want to know more about that, there's a, some podcasts about that. But like, 
that, you know, this is something that I just knew had to be documented is, Mm -hmm. is what I was experiencing. But then I found so much comfort in knowing that I wasn't the only one. Mm -hmm. So that's what this podcast is about. So thank you so much for coming and sharing how in the world you found the Dave Matthews band. (laughs) That was so country right then. How in the world you (laughs) know the Dave Matthews band. I don't know. Sometimes it's just your Arkansas oh my is God. coming out. I don't know what happened. Oh my God, I need to pull it together. But that's cool. We don't even it's edit beautiful. that out. No, it's so country. But anyways, yes, uh, a band that we're just, we love so much and it continues to save lives. So guys, uh, be sure to stay tuned. Every week we have a new guest on to share their journey and their personal story of what the Dave Matthews Band community has done for them. But also we talk a lot about the music because it's a band that we love to talk about. And there's an unlimited amount of things Believe me, there's some rabbit holes, and we would be happy to jump down them with you. So I will be happy to provide you a five-page educational list and yell at your ability to understand a song from a bathroom stall. Yes, like, I love it. Yes, and I mean, in big quotation or big uh, parentheses after that, and he say, "I don't know most things about the Dave Matthews Band, but I know some things about them." And so, obviously, I'm not a perfectionist. I don't know everything, and I'm always willing to learn. So, if you want to be on this show and share your journey with the Dave Matthews Band. And if you want to bring some education to the table, hey, (laughs) I am ready to receive your Dave Matthews Band. But I do like, you know, I I love to share your stories because everyone found this band at a different time in a different place because you're a different person and and what that journey has looked like because every single one of our journeys look different. But the one thing that remains the same is music brought us all together. And I love that story. So guys, thanks for staying tuned. Be sure to like us on all the social media pages we're on everything facebook which is a group so you gotta you gotta find that group instagram uh we're on tiktok if you want to see me make ridiculous memes about the dave matthews band that i just think are hilarious and i think 12 other people do too but like (laughs) i love it i love it and i don't care so you know that's a great way to see who's coming up we've got some great guests coming up and, and like i said every week is a new beautiful story about how this band changed lives so guys stay tuned and in the meantime like i always say peace love and dave matthews band thank you so much caroline thank you i appreciate you renee thank you so much